0: all right everybody welcome to the show welcome 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 we got a fun one today little uh little mix up little surprise coming to you live from the buffer osier flow studio could not wait for the weekend so we moved in yesterday still Still got some boxes laying around, but we got a <clears throat> we got some good stuff going on here, guys. I'm telling you, this place is lit. Let me get my uh, mods to confirm that my audio is working. Music's good. Mic is good. I couldn't, you know, normally I can hear the uh, the little video intros. No, no idea uh, with that, so we'll, we'll get it sorted out. Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, October seventeenth, two thousand twenty-three. Welcome to episode number four seven four of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Gerald osier And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Toasty Pops, BSEC, Cobra Crown, Marcus Kyler, Esteban, Ravencrest, so many of you coming in from LinkedIn and YouTube, we're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner. Or if you're looking to break into the industry, how you can stay current. Guys, I'm telling you right now, you will get asked in any job interview, how do you stay current in the industry? Because it's just, <laughs> it's so important to be a good cybersecurity practitioner to stay current. This podcast is absolutely going to answer that question for you. What's up, Ranul Isaac? Good to see you. Wow. Guys. Just as a reminder, I do not prep or research or do anything before this show starts every single day. So when I hit go live, I'm riding low on my hip on a train bound for glory. Believe that. Before we get into the stream and start shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day, allow me to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsors who enable me to bring this show to you in every form and fashion, including from the new studio. Super pumped. Uh, what's up, Barricade Cyber Solutions? Eric Taylor and the gang over there provide comprehensive ransomware prevention and recovery. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking business owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to <laughs> knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at barricadesyber.com. Links in the description below. I do know that I do need curtains. We have curtains. I just, just so the record shows, there's there's, there's two main windows. One of them has a curtain. The other one, we had to have custom built, and I'm not lying. It was an eighth of an inch too large, so we had to reorder. Um, so right now, I'm rocking a, sh- like, like, so janky. I've got a shirt hanging in the window frame. You can see if I, ah, <laughs> Jesus, the eye of Sauron just looked at me. What's up, Eric Taylor, dropping 50 bomb, yeah. dropping 100 bomb. Yeah. All right, it's going to be one of those days, y'all. We just become best friends. Yep. Thank you so very much, Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions for gifting 100 subs today. Mark Lauterbach, Viaja Rao, Mariana Albright. So many of you are the recipients, James Randolph, of these Gifted memberships. Thank you so much. Be sure to check out the emote tray, get that Oprah action going on. What's up, Oprah? There we go. All right. Also want to say shout out and thanks to Penopsi security guys. Panopsi security is uh, basically kicking it and helping any business that wants to um, level up their information security game and basically take it from reactive to proactive. If your information security program is ad hoc at best and you're looking to mature it, if you want to be able to talk to your business leaders and instill confidence in them that you are cap- you know, d- delivering cyber risk reduction to your business, call Panopsi Security, talk to them. Think of them as like a fractional CISO where they can come in and set you up for success Yes, Kimberly, welcome to the shed. All right, thanks, Penopsi Security. Links in the description below, Penopsi.com. Also wanna say what's up to Anti-Siphon Training, more about them at the mid roll. It is Tuesday, which means it is going to be um, uh, tidbits Tuesday, so I'll share a little bit about me. I do have a light right here. See if I turn it off, I can get dark a little bit. I don't know, you guys tell me. I'm trying to do the best I can with the light I have, okay? Here, ooh, I can even do uh, like warm colors. Uh, cold colors. Cool. All right. We'll just go that way. All right, guys. Wow. Good to see Elaine Hubble. Good to see you. All right, guys. Remember each episode of the daily cyber threat briefing is worth half a CPE. So uh, be sure to say what's up in chat. Hashtag team live. If you are live with us right now, checking out the buffer Osherflow studio for the first time. This is what I would call a soft launch We're launching hard on the soft launch, guys. Um, I wanted to get in here. I'm out tomorrow traveling to Wild West Hackenfest where uh, myself and James McQuiggan will be speaking on Thursday morning. Also, stay tuned to the end because I have a special Simply Cyber Community meetup announcement for everybody that's going to be in Deadwood. Uh, It's going to be awesome. If you are on Team Replay, hashtag Team Replay, let me know if you're going to be in Deadwood. I'd love... Uh, to meet some of the Team Replay people who I can't really engage with during the live chats. And finally, if today is your first episode, if you're like, holy crap, what is this guy up to? What are we doing? Welcome, friends, to 474 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. Let us know it's your first time on the show by using hashtag first timer in chat. Definitely love meeting our first timers and definitely um, have a sound effect just for you. All right, guys, let's sit back. I got to teach at the Citadel today so there is no jawjacking. jacking. Um, so uh, let's get into it and uh, we'll have a good one. All right. Sit back and relax and let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over you. <coughs> Excuse me. In an awesome wave. I will see you all at the mid roll. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity
1: headlines. These are the cybersecurity headlines for Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. I'm Rich Straffolino. Israeli government warns to secure home security cameras. The government issued a warning advising citizens to secure the devices to prevent access by third parties. The advisory recommends changing the default admin password, enabling any available two-factor authentication, and turning on automatic updates. If a user cannot access camera settings, the advisory recommends covering the camera or disconnecting it entirely. This comes after Cyber News reported last week it found hundreds of exposed internet-connected cameras across Israel and Palestine.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay, so a couple things here. One, uh, I hope you like that whooshing sound because we're gonna, like <laughs> we're going to be getting it for a minute. As Barricade Cyber Solutions has ded- donated 100 memberships uh, this morning. Again, thank you so very much, uh, Barricade Cyber. Israelis told to secure their home security cameras against hackers. Okay, guys, here's the deal. Um, Israel is at war right now with Hamas, uh, a.k.a. Palestine. And, you know, IoT devices have long been uh, a soft spot on the attack surface. Here's the TLDR, guys. Web cameras, like, this is not, like, right here. This right here should not be... A response to going into war. This should have been like, you know, hey, it's Monday, secure your home cameras from hackers, right? Like these these webcams can be uh, accessed if they have default creds. They can be, you know, accessed and, and, you know, changed or taken advantage of. You could turn its speakers on, you could disable them, you could use it as a foothold into somebody's network. There's a lot of bad going on. Famously, Mirai botnet actually targeted among other things, web cameras, because of that reason, that they could be accessed with default admin creds because they are on a network and can be used as a foothold. So I find it a little, as a GRC professional, I do find it a little um, meh that um, when you go to war, the risk, uh, like the likelihood value and the risk calculation goes up. So now you're educating your end users. Again, I'm not trying to like kick Israel while they're down but this is really something that should be just a, a basic cyber hygiene best practice not a oh we're at war we should probably um we should probably secure our iot devices also just fun fact oh! iot webcams for in, at least in my experience my history um the webcams are the ones that are the most like gross that you find as unmanaged infrastructure or shadow it ie Somebody comes in, Carl, you know whoever, and throws a webcam on the network because they want to be able to like see something without getting up. I'm not saying Carl's lazy. I'm just saying, say you like, you know, you want to see the loading dock, or you want to have uh, the break room to see if the microwave's free, or or whatever, right? Or I've seen it also where <clears throat> the engineers who are working in manufacturing plants want to know when the job is done. And instead of writing a script that notifies them, they put a webcam down looking at the production process so they can see how, you know, like what percentage of completion, like the 3D print job is or the the pharmaceutical creation or, you know what I mean? Like basically webcams afford information and visibility and people like Carl... Love, love not having to get up and walk down there, okay? So just be mindful. These things show up all the time. Obviously, you can use Shodan to find these um, on the public internet. You can use a uh, vulnerability scanner like Nessus Tenable, Nmap, which is not a vulnerability scanner, but you can use those tools on your own network to discover these devices. Make that part of your normal, you know, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Scan your network. Look for IoT webcams. All right.
1: Signal debunks zero-day report. Over the weekend, posts on Mastodon and LinkedIn claimed that a zero-day exploit with the encrypted messaging app could allow for access to a targeted mobile device, although provided no technical documentation. In response on X, Signal said, we have no evidence that suggests this vulnerability is real. It added that it received no word on this vulnerability in its official reporting channels or from the U.S. government. Ask researchers to send any legitimate information on the vulnerability to its reporting emails. Zero-day flaws in messaging apps remain highly valued commodities. TechCrunch reported earlier this month that flaws in WhatsApp can cost up to $8 million. <laughs> All
0: right, really quickly, uh, really quick, just shout out to Ben Howard uh, and Eric Taylor with the one-two punch. What's your best way to protect your webcam from hackers with a hammer? Thank you. All right. So Signal, I saw this going around this weekend. I saw John Hammond post about it. I did not understand. Signal is a, you know, for all intents and purposes, secure. It's considered secure um, a messaging app. And, you know, a lot of people use it who are serious about privacy, serious about security. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Um, uh, I don't know how this report took off this weekend, but basically, someone said that there was a zero day in Signal that could allow you to compromise it, and Signal pushback obviously. Signal, it, their entire um, business is, is is anchored in privacy and security, so if that was to get compromised, you know they would obviously want to be involved as soon as possible. Plus, I do want to point out really quickly, I love the way Signal handled this. They didn't just try to flame whoever the reporter was or the, or the the reports. They literally said, hey, we have official channels for submitting disclosures. This is how you do it. Please do it. No one has submitted anything. Like they They stepped into the light effectively and said, we've got a process. We've got a workflow. This is how we do it. If you have a true vulnerability, let us know what it is so we can address it. Uh, I love the candor. I love the approach by signals, um, business, um, to be, you know, I guess not forthcoming, but like, like focusing on the issue and not focusing on the PR spin of like, Ooh, right. So I I love that. Second of all, um, I, I don't understand how, um, signal, like how this report took off, right. Maybe bots or something. I don't know, but um, the, the, the final thing I'll point out is that Signal is software. It's written in software. So like there probably are vulnerabilities in it. Just because Signal takes security and privacy seriously, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> does not mean that it is invulnerable, right? It's just software. Software's written by humans. Humans make mistakes. Ergo, there's probably vulnerabilities in it. But I just love that Signal is like, you know, like uh, signal realizes there could be vulnerabilities at some point. So they set up all of the workflow to be able to ingest and, and respond to that appropriately. Love it.
1: Love it. Love it. Equifax fined for 2017 data breach, the UK's financial conduct authority announced it fined Equifax limited the UK's credit reporting firm, roughly 11 million pounds for the breach. That breach impacted 147 million people. And this included 13.8 million UK consumers. The FCA's investigation of the breach began in October 2017. The regulator found the company's UK arm failed to manage and monitor the security of UK consumer data as it didn't treat that data sent to the U.S. as outsourced to that U.S. parent company.
0: All right. So uh, the people over at Cisco Series probably didn't talk to each other. This story was covered in yesterday's news briefing. Uh, I went to great lengths to talk about how basically someone at Equifax, again, um All you new squad members, let me introduce you to the tinfoil hat Jerry emote. That tinfoil hat Jerry emote is basically an asterisk of about whatever I'm about to say, because what I'm about to say is completely uninformed and speculative. Uh, Yesterday, the TLDR with this story is basically Equifax was processing UK uh, citizen information in the United States, which violates um, GDPR or some type of privacy regulation, and they had to pay $13 million fine. I speculated that it probably cost uh, more than thirteen million dollars for Equifax to process that data in England. So it became a freaking straight-up financial business decision: Do we pay, you know, X amount of money to process this information according to the law, or do we pay less for a fine if, if they even find out? Right, dude. Equifax doesn't slow down. Equifax isn't like. Managing crisis or public image, they they stroke a check, they keep rolling, no big deal. Someone probably got a promotion for friggin' saving the company X millions of dollars by discovering that or by making the case that you could do this. Um, I, I think it was fifty million BSEC, but uh, a, anyways, my point is, even though this is a thirteen million dollar fine, someone probably got a a, a promotion. Spyware Trojan hits Android. Ooh, got a little infograph here.
1: Secure released a report on the Android-based banking Trojan. SpyNote generally spreads through SMS phishing campaigns, attempting to get users to install it through embedded links. Once installed, it asks for extensive permissions, including accessibility functions. This allows it to record audio, on phone calls, log keystrokes, and take screenshots. It also includes so-called diehard services that automatically restart the service when it's about to be shut down. It also uses accessibility functions to block the setting screen if you're attempting to uninstall it.
0: And- All right. So Android spyware or Android malware, right? Let's just call it what it is. Malware, because this thing's got a lot of functionality. Um, it's called SpyNote. Malware analysts have dissected it and ripped it up to see what's going on in there. Spread via SMS phishing, so you get a text message to download something. Right there, like immediately, immediately, you should know that that's a problem, right, Carl? Carl! Immediately, the moment somebody you don't know texts you a download, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, so they trick victims into installing the app by clicking an embedded link again. At this point, like, what are you doing? Please, it is October Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I, again, guys, I know it sounds ridiculous and it's so obvious to us, but people, people in our environment, Carl's, listen to how this infection works, guys. A text message comes in from someone you don't know and convinces you to install an application onto your phone. That does not register. Who the hell would, sorry, who on earth would do that? Apparently enough people right? And then once the thing's on, guys, once you install the malware on your box, that you're done, right? You install it with your creds. And it's not really like devious malware. It's just straight up software you're installing that can record your audio, can record your phone call records, can prevent itself from being uninstalled. It says it's a banking Trojan. So obviously it's stealing your credentials for your, um, your financial apps. And just to add insult to injury, they use the accessibility options, which is supposed to be there to make it more accessible to people with disabilities. They use the accessibility functions to basically make it so you can't uninstall the freaking app. Jackasses. I hate, I mean, you know what? Like, hat tip to the threat actors. Way to go. You guys are really smart. But at the same time, like, why can't we have nice things? Like, why you gotta, why you gotta, Crap, like what why do you gotta do this, guys? Like, seriously, and how much money are you making off of this banking Trojan? For real. Uh, All right. So, anyways, TLDR, Android, it's it's fairly easy to get malware onto Android. There is a lot of there's a lot of Android malware. Do me a favor. One of these days in October when you're doing awareness training, tell your end users not to click on unsolicited SMS text messages that install malware or software or whatever. Stop
1: clicking on stuff. Jesus. Now a word from our sponsor, Vanta. Growing a business that likely means more tools, third party vendors and data sharing, AKA way more risk. Vanta's market-leading trust management platform brings GRC and security efforts together. Integrate information from multiple systems and reduce risks to your business and your brand, all without the need for additional staffing. And by automating up to 90% of the work for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, you'll be able to focus on strategy and security, not maintaining compliance. Join 5,000 fast-growing companies that leverage Vanta to manage risk and prove security in real time. Our listeners get $1,000 off Vanta. Go to Vanta.com slash CISO to claim that discount. All right, That's hold dot com slash CISO.
0: All right, hold on. I normally do the show standing up, but I'll lower the desk and I'll sit on my little stool thing here. And now now I'm less, you know, I'm less uh, blinded by the light, right? Blinded by the light. All right. So check it out, guys. It's the mid-roll. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for being here. I genuinely appreciate it. Hey, Zach Choate, there is a Hacker Man emote, if you want to use that, like Mr. Robot. Guys, thank you all so very much for being here, for helping celebrate the new studio. Uh, super pumped. Thanks to the stream sponsors that, you know, basically the studio wasn't free, right? <laughs> this building, this last nine months, all the construction was not free. So thank you to the stream sponsors. Thank you to all the squad members uh, for enabling me to continue to level up Simply Cyber and be able to deliver um, cybersecurity education Um regularly barricade cyber panopsi thank you all so very much anti-siphon training let me holler at them for a minute guys anti-siphon training links in the description below is disrupting the traditional cybersecurity training industry by providing high quality cutting edge education to everyone including you regardless of any financial considerations use the link in the description to go to training pay what you can training and literally they have a calendar of training that you can take advantage of the cost zero to whatever you want to pay, but I want to highlight the zero cost. Okay. You want to study CISSP? You want to like API testing, whatever you want. Wireshark packet decoding, you know, I guess uh, evil application sec. You want to do app and client side flaw exploitation. Get in here. Don't let money be an excuse. Okay. Don't let money be an excuse. You Like, make the commitment to yourself. A- allocate the time and lean into it. Anti-Siphon Training, thanks so much for all you do. Guys, I want to thank all of you. And do me a favor. Do what Jana R. is talking about. And Will Reed, if Will Reed's here, he's always saying it. Smash that like button. Guys, the like button goes a freaking very long way into helping other people discover the stream. Okay? So hit the like button. You are a cybersecurity Um, person, right? Whether you're a professional or aspiring professional. But if you're hitting the like button, it will tell YouTube to tell other people who are um, looking at cybersecurity content what we're doing here. So pay it forward. Hit that like button. James McQuiggan with a Super Chat. It's another day. It's another amazing cyber threat brief by me. Excited to see the new studio next month when you're in Charleston. Absolutely, James McQuiggan. I've actually got two chairs over here with your name on it, one of them. Jerry and I are battling it out on the eight by eight board. That's right, we are playing chess. I'm feeling pretty good about my situation, but James is pushing down hard with his pawn structure. Thank you so much for the super chat, James. Guys, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge is all about good times. If you would like to build a professional network that kicks butt and supercharge your LinkedIn feed, do me a favor, go on LinkedIn and search for the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge. What is it? Every single day we pass the baton. David Robbins currently has the baton. And I. if David isn't here, I'm going to tag somebody myself. So let me know. Um, hey, CA with the first time live. Thanks for being here live. Um, guys, someone with the baton is going to get tagged. Go on LinkedIn. One person a day shares their cyber story. Everybody else connects with them, comments on their posts and connects with the people in the comments in two weeks time. You will have a supercharged LinkedIn feed. Let me say it again. Go on LinkedIn, search for this hashtag, connect with the people posting comment on their posts, connect with the people in comments for five minutes a day. You could supercharge your LinkedIn feed again. It's not about money. It's about time and commitment. Do you want to do it? Yes or no? If you do, it's right there for you for the taking. Nothing is preventing you from taking advantage of this. Uh, Stephanie Strauss could not find David Robbins post. That's unfortunate. I did not see it myself, but I I didn't look uh, this morning for it. So I'm going to tag somebody if I don't hear anything. Guys, the tidbits Tuesday, I share a little bit about me every single Tuesday. This one is a pretty obvious one. Uh, Got the new studio super, super excited. I was so amped up yesterday. Um, I have been under a lot of pressure, uh, the last maybe two months. And it's not just cause I went full time on my business. Um, Hey CJ, what's up? I got to, uh, share with you. I am bringing my, uh, French press that was gifted to me. That's my official travel French press. So it's going to Deadwood with me effective tomorrow. Uh, guys just been under a lot of pressure. Um, And it's not even about going full-time. It's just I have a lot of work. I like to deliver uh, excellence when I do work. I don't like to half-ass my work. And uh, I just got a lot going on. So getting in the studio was a major milestone, a major win. It's been looming over me. Uh, And it's just I'm so, so... happy and pleased with it. Um it, it's got me in a great headspace. Thank you so very much uh to Mrs. Ozier who did an amazing job. You guys can kind of see the built-ins in the back there. Um I'll do a, a more proper video tour um sometime soon when I get you know it, it finished and everything like that. But we're in the studio and it is super super sweet man.
1: All right let's keep rolling. Addressing loopholes in Chinese chip export bans. It's no secret that the U.S. Commerce Department wants to limit availability of high-end chips and chip-making equipment to China. Last October, the U.S. released new export bans focused on AI chips, things like NVIDIA's H100 chip. In response, NVIDIA made the H800, a less powerful chip designed to not meet the threshold for the ban. Reuters' sources say the U.S. will release updated rules to add further restrictions as early as this week. This could block some chips like the H800 that fall under current technical parameters and add additional shipment reporting requirements on other chips. These export bans would reportedly not impact consumer grade chips.
0: All right. Uh, So, you know, here's the deal. Um, Here's the deal. By the way, CJ, if CJ is still here, CJ, have you ever done the uh, Simply Cyber Community Challenge baton? Have you held the baton before? Let me know in chat. Okay, guys. So, uh, and thanks everybody for the well wishes on the studio. So, check it out. This is straight cash, homie. Okay. Straight cash, homie. Uh, We've got two emotes in the emote tray. And for all the new uh, emote people, let me introduce you to them. We got uh, straight cash, homie from Randy, and cash rules everything around me, Cream from the Wu Tang clan. And this story is straight cash, homie. US tackles loophole and curbing AI chip exports to China. So even though the United States has been trying to suppress semiconductor technology exports to China for reasons, right? Like basically to, to, to fight bricks, essentially. I'm not gonna get into geopolitical stuff, but if you haven't been paying attention, uh, the US is trying to like decouple from China and also not give them any uh, any extra help or anything like that. Well, guess what? When you are a business, when you are a publicly traded company, when you're making straight cash, homie, and your um, bonus for the, you know, your Christmas bonus depends on how many sales you have, how many units you push, how much revenue you made the company. Well, guess what? China's buying power is ridiculous. China's buying power is stupid ridiculous, which is why the movie industry bends over backwards to, um, <laughs> accommodate them. Thank you CJ. Thanks Jenny. Um so these people who are just trying to make straight cash, homie, don't want to violate the law, but ooh, what is this? A loophole? Something we can circumvent to continue to sell semiconductor technology to China without violating the law? Please, let's go, bro. So, uh th- this right here, it's like it it it's it's so it's so funny cuz it's like, "Oh, uh you know, we don't want to sell the China, but wait a minute. Cash, homie. We can make a lot of money. Let's sell the China. Right. So the United States is obviously working quickly to close this loophole. But at the end of the day, guys, you know, like, so I'm a big fan of capitalism. Okay. Like capitalism has its shortcomings and has its faults, but I, you know, capitalism is good. has its good parts too. this right here. Is kind of one of the downsides of capitalism. If you incentivize people to make as much money as they can, right? Which is you know kind of like what capitalism is. Then when there are loopholes, they're absolutely going to get after it, even if it's not for the greater good of the the commons, right? Because it's not about. It, I mean, and that's the difference between like capitalism and and like communism or socialism, right? It's like you you've incentivized people to like in, not improve themselves, but like prioritize themselves. Like, Oh, I got to get that cash. I got to get paid, bro. Right. And, and then everything else is kind of second tier, right? Unless you, you know, you're super righteous or something. So anyways, this is like one of those rare examples where capitalism
1: kind of uh, shoots itself in the foot. Let's keep rolling. X going, give slower load <laughs> times to you. Oh, an analysis by the publication, the markup found that the social network X slows down load times on links to several platforms including Patreon, WhatsApp, and Meta's Messenger app. The platform delayed loading sites by an average of 2.5 seconds. The markup previously reports X throttled links on competing social networks. The publication launched a tool to allow readers to test load times of links run through X's link shortener and created a bot to compare those findings with native links. Older shortened links don't show a slowdown, so it's not clear when the throttling started. All right, here is another bit of... Capitalism! Yay! Cash money! Great
0: cash, homie. Okay, guys. So check it out. Here's the deal. Twitter, Elon. They're trying like heck to make as much money as they can out of the platform, right? And by the way, if I didn't get a copyright strike, I I literally have Dmx loaded up right now, and I was gonna be like, like like X gonna give it to you, right? Like, like that was more of a chihuahua bark than it was like a a a, a big scary uh, mastiff, but whatever. Anyways, Twitter throttling Patreon links. This is not new guys. Here's the deal. Think about it for a second. Any platform, I don't care if it's Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever, they can see where the links are and where they're going. They want to keep you on the platform. They want you to spend money on the platform. If you didn't know this, LinkedIn does not like it when you put links on your posts off the platform. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but basically if you post something, um, it'll maybe it'll perform well. You put a link in it and it'll get um, suppressed, right? Not that it won't get any type of gravity uh, attraction, but it'll get suppressed. I, I make LinkedIn posts all the time, believe me. That's why you'll see me sometimes say, see first comment for link because they don't suppress it when the comments are in the links. Uh, the links are in the comments, excuse me. <coughs> this is just... Um, Empirical evidence, uh, done in kind of an academic research way, to validate whether or not Twitter is in fact throttling Patreon links. Now, I don't use Patreon right now. Um, I, I may, I may at some point. But you know, Patreon's one of those, one of these platforms. Right now, we have the Simply Cyber Community um, Squad membership. So many of you, uh, like Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions, actually gave out a hundred memberships today. Steve Mount, Michael Romine our, our squad members. And it's, it's a lot of fun on YouTube and stuff, but YouTube does take 30%, right? So for every $5, uh, membership that, uh, comes in, what is, what would that be? A buck 50 YouTube takes, right? So YouTube wants, wants that cash, whereas Patreon takes less, right? So if it was all about straight cash, homie, then maybe I would move over to Patreon, right? But anyways, like the bigger story here is that these platforms have every right to tweak the algorithm to maximize their profits and suppress their competitors' profits, right? That's it.
1: Colonial Pipeline denies ransomware claims. On a Telegram channel, the ransomware group Ransomed VC claimed it compromised the systems of Colonial Pipeline, sharing a zip file of supposedly stolen documents. A company spokesperson denied the attack, saying its systems remain secure with no disruption in service. Colonial Pipeline said it believes the shared files came from an unrelated third-party data breach. The company said it's worked with CISA to review the attack claims. Ransom VC has performed credible attacks against a number of organizations this year, but it also posts unsubstantiated attacks on its leak site.
0: Wait a minute, isn't Ransom VC the same um, group that was claiming that they're the ones who hacked? Ah, um... oh, frig, what was it? There was there was some big hack recently. And I think it was this guy, Ransom VC, or this group that said, Oh, we did it. And they like leaked some stuff. And then some other criminal came out. Um, eh. uh, some, some other criminal came out and said, Nah, bro. Like, I actually am the one who hacked that. And you're full of it, pal. Right. Do you guys remember that? It, I mean, it just happened a minute ago. Ransom VC gang, hold on one second. This guy's like a poser. Hold on. What? Yeah this this is a story from September twenty fifth. Ransom VC gang claims to have hacked Sony. Yeah, exactly. And then some other guy came out. I wish it. I could remember his name. Um. Somebody came out and was like, Nah, bro. Like, you 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 are you're, you're a you're a poser. Like I hacked Sony. So, dude, this ransom VC. I don't know what they're up to. Um. I don't know what they're up to. They seem young. They seem young, right? But by the way, you jackass, why why would you go for Colonial Pipeline? Do you not remember? I'm sorry. I'm swearing today. It must be the studio. It's got me. It's got me feeling all uh, puffed up or something, it, right? Sorry, sorry, youngins in chat. Um, if you don't remember, Colonial Pipeline got hit, right? Colonial Pipeline got hit back in like 2021, I think it was, okay? The, the point is, the United States government responded swiftly. And when I say swiftly, it was um, Dark Side was the threat actor group, right? It's the only time I've ever seen in history um, the U.S. federal government got like the ransom money back from the criminals the criminals disbanded immediately. Now they, they've reconstituted as uh, black cat Alfie, but they they, they like imploded, right? I, it, it was such a swift response from the U.S. federal government that I would consider Colonial Pipeline like radioactive, like being involved with that hack, radioactive. You do not want to be on the radar of the Colonial Pipeline. in this Ransom VC goober uh, gang is like oh we were involved like we're dropping we're dropping data leaks up in here uh, now colonial pipeline says it's unrelated anyway so they're not really involved but just it's it's to me it's like crazy like I, I mean it's like it's what would be like an example of this like what what would be something so stupid that you wouldn't want to be involved with like saying you were like in texas on the grassy knoll in 1969 you're like we were there it's like do you really want to bring that, that like focus down on you, man? Or, or like, um, I don't know. I, I don't even have a good example. Like Stuxnet, right? You're like, oh, like I wrote the code for Stuxnet or, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, anyways, <sighs> Ransom VC. I, I, I actually kind of find it uh, funny. Like, I'm like, at this point, now I'm intrigued. Like, I can't wait to see what Ransom VC says they did next, uh, honestly.
1: Microsoft fixes security update issues. We reported yesterday about an issue impacting some Windows 10 users to see Patch Tuesday updates fail. Microsoft acknowledged the problem and issued a known issue rollback to resolve it. This allows the OS to reverse non security updates, creating stability issues. Users can also manually speed up recovery by using the Deployment Image Servicing and Management command line tool. Company admins still need Microsoft to release a group policy for Windows to resolve the issue on enterprise-managed devices. Remember, today... I- All
0: right, so a couple of things. Yeah, thanks, CJ, saying you were part of a riot. Hey, here's a quick little bonus tidbits Tuesday. Um, Woodstock 99, the riots. <laughs> I may have been there. Um, I was younger, uh, making making silly decisions. Okay, so Microsoft fixes Windows 10. We covered this in yesterday's news. They rolled out a um, a patch that was basically not bricking people's machines, but uh, saying that the uh, the update did not load correctly and errored out. Uh, we we said you might be getting help desk tickets. IT should definitely know about this. And, and then I said, like, this, by the way, this isn't like some amazing soothsayer type uh, premonition, but I said, Microsoft's working on this. They'll have a fix for it soon. Ugh. And then next day, right? Fixes out. If you had taken a week off, you wouldn't even have known that this problem happened because your computer will just patch and you'll be good to go. So off you go. Uh, again, shout out to Microsoft, right? I... I used to think Microsoft uh, was kind of sucked. It was like, oh, it's the only option we got. But they've come around on me, um, or I've come around on them. Microsoft doesn't come around on me. Uh, I've come around on Microsoft. Like they've really taken security seriously. Um, they do, you know, pu- like public-private sector kind of um, collaboration and projects for the greater good. Um, dude, back in the day, like again, so I've got gray in my hair. Right back in the day, Microsoft used to like, like they would ship on Tuesday and patch on Wednesday. Like, like they knew they were sending crap out the door, but it was all about getting to market and getting money, straight cash, homie, straight cash, homie. They knew that the software was buggy, but guess what? Just get it out there, get it rolled out, get it integrated. We'll fix it later because once people start using it, it they'll 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 be like vendor locked in to. Microsoft windows. And then, you know, we'll, we'll fix it later. And they did that for years, years. It was like a joke. uh, How often you'd have to fix your Microsoft. And now um, they're a bit more proactive. I definitely like it. All right.
1: October 17th is the day.
0: All right. So check it out. I tried to run through today's show a little bit faster. um, Just because um, I got to go teach and, I'm doing a special lecture today. I am covering the Bangladeshi bank heist by Lazarus Group 2016, where they tried to steal a billion dollars, one billion dollars. So there's two weeks a year uh, or two weeks in the semester, every semester where I have like a free week to do like fun stuff. Um, And last Thursday, I had the Department of Homeland Security Chief Information Security Officer. Yeah. uh, Come in. Jen Easterly's boss. By the way, he said Jen is a rock star. Um, Jen Easterly's boss, he came in and did a guest lecture, and today I'm doing a um, Bangladeshi bank heist lecture. All right, here we go. We got to tag somebody for the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Who wants it? Let me know in chat. Who wants it first to... to, And and please, if you ask for it, um, commit to making the post, right? I think somebody... I think Dave Robbins yesterday jumped on it uh, and then didn't have a chance to do it. So let's see. Let's see. Oh yeah. There's Jen, Jen Easterly cyber kill Jane. Have you done it? I know that's how awesome Jen is. I I could get her boss to lecture my class, but I can't, I almost thought about asking him if he could introduce me to Jen, but I really didn't want to uh, exploit that relationship. Uh, I don't know, uh, CJ, at some point, at some point, I I, I actually may have an interview with Jen. There's like some big things. Oh, David Robbins is here. Yes, David. David, tag somebody in chat. Tag someone. And I'm going to find your LinkedIn post, boy. Let's go. Let's see. David Robbins. Uh oh, I'm not even connect. Well, is this the same David Robbins? Let's see. Is this you, David? Um, hold on, let's check David's posts out. This could be a different David Robbins. Oh yeah, this is an old post. David, you got a link to it? We'll find it. We'll find David. Oh, I put Dave Robbins. What are we doing here? Let's do David Robbins. Boom. Oh, here it is. Thank you. All right. So first of all, David R. and I are not connected. So the first thing I want to do is connect with David. Boom. Right? See, this is it. This is how you do it. Jerry from Simply Cyber. Boom. I'm building my network. And it feels good. All right. So let's look at David's post here, new to the cyber community, exciting for him to build his network. I love it. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll read this afterwards, but look now I'm scrolling through the comments. I'm connected with Jenny. I'm connected with Chris. I'm connect. Oh, Joshua's Gatzemeyer. I'm not connected with him. Let me connect with him more connect. Add a note, Jerry from Simply Cyber. Guys, five minutes a day. Awesome people. It's as simple as that. Here, I'm gonna drop a link in uh, chat to everybody. Go join David. David, please tag somebody if you can. I just love the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. So good. Guys, I wanna share uh, an update with you. If you are going to Deadwood, if you're going to Wild West Hack and Fest, holler for a second. On Thursday, and James McQuiggan, this is a shout out to you too. Not that you weren't going to know about this, but um, on Thursday night, uh, Wild West Hackenfest has a steak dinner, which is really cool, okay? You do have to stand outside for a minute. Um, It's freezing cold in Deadwood, but it's worth it, okay? You get a steak dinner. Last year, I ate my steak with Josh Mason and Daniel Lowry from ACI Learning. The steak dinner ends at eight o'clock at eight o'clock. There will be a simply cyber community meetup downstairs from the steak dinner at Dale's Sportsbook. It's basically just a huge bar. It's in the basement of the Deadwood grand lodge or whatever. The, the, the whole, the whole conference takes place in this one big hotel thing. Oh. hold on. Hold on. X going not give it to you. Slow down, <laughs> slow down X. All right. So, yeah. Hey, uh, Miss Julian, I know you're going to be there if you want. Dale's Sportsbook, 8 o'clock. Here's the reality. We're all going to see each other before that. Like, you, this conference is tiny, okay? So we're going to see each other. You're not going to not be able to find the meetup. I'm just letting everybody know. Kimberly and I talked about it yesterday, and we thought it'd be cool to straight up have a meetup from, like, 8 to 10, right? yeah, and then a chess tournament and then um and then I get up at like five am and do the simply cyber daily cyber threat briefing. <laughs> oh my God, bring an oil drum fire. uh it's gonna be cold. Oh my God, let's check the weather in Deadwood right now. what? The weather in dead Deadwood it is uh sixty four is the high, not bad. Can we get a 10-day forecast? Oh my god. Tuesday night, 42 degrees. Get out of here. Okay, so Thursday night. Not bad, guys. 53 degrees at night. I mean, that's not that's not awful. It's not awful. Oh, all right. James McQuiggan is down. I like it, James. We're going to have to sort out how to do the audio, but it'll be good. Oh my God, Steph. No, thank you. Keep the snow. Keep the snow. All right, guys. That is the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I I got just a couple minutes before I got to boogie out of here and head on to the Citadel to do some teaching. But... um, I know James McQueen, that is a Canadian summer day. Guys, I'm super pumped. We got the uh, the split V in here. Do you I, I don't know if you guys you guys can't even really see. Maybe I could can I do this view here. Uh let me get rid of let me get rid of this. Maybe you can get like a little uh hold on. I know it's hard to see, but I you know, I got these chairs here. For like, this is going to be for the two person podcast, so the the camera will be like right there. Uh, these built ins, guys, super sick. Look at this. Built ins. Look at look at oh, look at this, huh? So sick. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's so good. So good we'll get some curtains in here um the i haven't done anything with lighting uh, or sound treatment uh mods base case BSEC. um is how's the audio is it um is it uh echoey i don't have any, i only have a i have a rug in here but i don't have any sand, sound dampening um all right in the wind accepts the baton All right, in the win. Thank you so much. Love it, love it, love it. Oh, Lyle Murden accepted a position managing IT and security at a medical device manufacturer. I had mentioned I follow the daily threat briefing, and they liked that. Nice job, Lyle. Holla, holla, holla. Congratulations to Lyle uh, for straight crushing it, homie. Well done. Well done, y'all. All right, guys. Good. I'm glad the audio sounds good. Uh, audio's good. Yeah. I, okay. That makes sense. I mean, this this microphone is designed for the way I'm using it right now, not <laughs> not for hollering across the room. Oh my god, guys! So so excited to share the studio with you. Um, you know, once I get you know, once I get a little bit more set up. Um, we'll do, we'll do things. Uh, I'll, I'll make a video. I'll do a little tour for those who are interested. Uh, oh my God, Tim McDonald. No, thank you. What CJ passed the sec plus yesterday. Thanks to Jesse slay security and the gang over there. Yes. Yeah, CJ way to crush it. homie. I like CJ a lot. CJ and I got to hang out in Vegas. CJ is good people. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. All the best to you. I will not be on stream tomorrow as I will be in flight. Yes, Sam West, this is the Buffer Osier Flow. Um, I will be in flight tomorrow uh, during the stream. So shout out and thank you in advance to Eric Taylor and Barricade Cyber Solutions. Uh, They will be hosting, guest hosting tomorrow. I'll be sliding over from the, uh, out of the A-hole chair and uh, Eric will be sliding in from the B-hole chair over to the A-hole chair. So uh, look for that Uh, Thursday and Friday. We will be doing the threat briefing live from Deadwood. Uh, James McQuiggan will be with me there. It'll be a good time. Thank you all so very much, guys. Be well. And until next time, stay secure. I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content and we'll see you in the next one.